Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Ladies Promoting Transparent Advocacy Podcast. I am your podcast host, Shay Pate. And yes, it's Wonderful Women Wednesday. And today we are going to focus on two women who are talking about the voter suppression. There's a lot going on right now, but we cannot forget about the vote. 74 days left. Uh, yesterday, the Duchess of Sussex, Meghan Markle, did a commercial about this. I would love to play it for you guys to hear. And of course, Stacey Abrams, Georgia's own, um, ran for governor, should have been and should be our governor, but voter suppression affected her. So I'm going to play some clips from both of the ladies talking about this. We vote to honor those who came before us and to protect those who will come after us. Because that's what community is all about, and that's specifically what this election is all about. Meghan Markle is continuing to raise her voice about the importance of voting, and she just shared her most candid and impassioned thoughts on the subject. The Duchess of Sussex kicked off a virtual voter registration couch party for the nonprofit organization United State of Women, which works to bring women together and amplify their voices. In her address to couch party viewers, Meghan emphasized that there are only 75 days left until election day in the US. That is so very close. And yet there's so much work to be done in that amount of time because we all know what's at stake this year. I know it. While looking forward to election day, Meghan also looked backward to an important moment in history. 100 years ago this week, the 19th amendment was passed, giving many women the right to vote. But as Megan acknowledged, not all women. Women of color had a longer fight for the right to vote. And the Duchess argued that they still face obstacles to this day when it comes to making their voices heard. Even today, we are watching so many women in different communities who are marginalized, still struggling to see that right come to fruition. And that is, it's just simply not okay. And when we look at the attempts of voter suppression and what that's doing, it's all the more reason we need each of you to be out there supporting each other to understand that this fight is worth fighting and we all have to be out there mobilizing to have our voices heard. Megan further stressed that this is a turning point for the country and argued sitting election day out isn't a neutral choice. This juncture, if we aren't part of the solution, we are part of the problem. If you aren't going out there and voting, then you're complicit. If you are complacent, you're complicit. And before she signed off, the Suits alum emphasized that casting your ballot on November 3rd makes you part of history. You know, in the fraught moment right now that we find our nation exercising your right to vote isn't simply being part of a solution. It's being part of a legacy. A very warm welcome to Megan and Harry News YouTube channel. Hi. Hi. Welcome home. I'm Thank you. so glad that you're here. Me too, for so many reasons. Great. Fantastic. I'm ready. But are you excited? Very excited. Okay. You can't see behind the mask, but I am excited. People forget how hard women like you and so many others before you fought for us to just be where we are right now. Well, it's just, I mean, when you, if you don't vote, you don't exist. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, you know, it is the only place where we're all equal, the voting booth. Hi, buddy. Come here. to be on camera. <laughs> you know, what worries me the most are young people who I understand are the least likely to vote. Uh, and I can understand the feeling that they don't think they have an impact. Mm -hmm. And yet it's more important for them to vote than anyone else because they're going to be alive long after I am. <laughs> And, and they're going to be suffering the consequences. Do you feel hopeful? Oh, yes. No, no, no. I, I do feel hopeful. I, I just want to say <laughs> that movements are families. It's no sacrifice. I get to do what I love and care about every day of my life. How great is that? Well, yes. almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> today is a pretty great day. Yeah, today is a great day. I get to see you. Right. Joining me now is Stacey Abrams. She's an upcoming star, of course, in the Democratic Party and ran to be governor of Georgia back in 2018 in an election that was filled with voter access issues. She has since dedicated herself to protecting elections, the right to vote, forming fair fight action. It is great to have you on. Uh, Stacey, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So I I've been thinking about this issue in two ways, and I thought there was no one better to think about it in these in these ways than you because of your experience in Georgia. There's an interview uh, Greg Sargent of the Washington Post did with a lawyer for uh, Joe Biden, Bob Bauer today, basically saying that the, even the story itself about the possibility your vote might not get there or the fact there may be problems in counting the votes in time itself acts as a kind of form of suppression, that if you make people think the system is messed up, that it's not going to work, you take away people's incentive at the margins to participate. And I wonder how you think about messaging through that when that is clearly the president's aim in all this. We, we absolutely confronted that in 2018. And our approach, we believe, worked, which is that you have to acknowledge the evidence of people's eyes which is that they are watching their mail come in more slowly. They're waiting for their checks to arrive longer. They know there's a problem. And unfortunately, the president of the United States has taken credit for creating the problem. But the next step is to say, while there's a problem, there's also a solution. And the solutions are very basic. We need to make a plan to vote. In 42 states now, people can vote by mail with no excuses. That's up from 34 when the pandemic started. So we've actually been expanding access to the right to vote in the midst of this. So we need people to plan to start voting. Voting early start, I mean, absentee balloting starts in September 4th in North Carolina. And you can apply for your absentee ballots in about 20 states right now. If you go to vote.org, you can find out when you can get your early, when you can get your absentee ballot. But then we have to tell people that if that doesn't work, you have to have a fail safe, a backup plan. That's early voting. And in 40 states, you have the right to vote early. So plan to vote by mail. And in case something goes wrong, have a backup plan to vote early. And then finally, we have to have a plan to show up at your polling place. And vote.org has an amazing website that can give you all of that information. But the bottom line is this. Voter suppression works not only when it prevents you from voting, but when it successfully discourages you. But we win when we acknowledge the problem and set out to defeat it. And the best way to defeat voter suppression is to overwhelm the polls with our presence. You had experience, obviously, uh, with with precisely this sort of stack deck, I think it's fair to say, in 2018. And 
what you just laid out is a kind of way of operationalizing how people move ahead of it. But there's a deeper kind of sense of democratic legitimacy here. I mean, do you feel that what was done in 2018 in Georgia with Brian, Brian, uh, Governor Kemp, and it is now sort of part of the Republican playbook, the Trump campaign playbook, in terms of a kind of fundamental attack on democracy as a political tactic? Absolutely. What Brian Kemp did in plain sight was what they'd been operationalizing for 20 years. He just decided to do it on steroids and in front of the cameras. And we watched the remnants of that play out again in June of 2020. But what we have to understand is that these aren't the only attacks. One of the reasons they're trying to delegitimize voting by mail is that they're trying to force people into early voting or voting on election day because they also have a plan for 50,000 people to serve as poll intimidators, to show up at those polling places and do what worked so well in 1981 in New Jersey and what has worked over and over again through our history, which is scare people out of voting. And if you can disincentivize mm -hmm. voting by mail and then terrorize people when trying to vote in person, you have the effect of preventing them from voting. And so we can't be distracted by the crisis. We have good leaders who are doing their work, Speaker Pelosi, Senator Gary Peters, we just heard from Senator Warren, they're doing the fight to save the right to vote by mail, but we can't allow them to delegitimize our faith in the process by allowing us to believe that they've already won. They haven't, they only win when we give up. Um, Stacy, it's so great to talk to you. So great to see you. Um, and happy convention one day. Uh, my question to you is, you know, I I'm watching WNBA players become activists in this election, and they've been really out front in fighting against voter suppression and against the messages that Senator Kelly Loeffler has had. So Georgia WNBA players have been out front. And I'm also thinking about John Lewis passing. And I'm wondering if there is a different energy that you're seeing, because as you said, 2018, you saw a lot of that energy come in. But do you think that there is a different energy now because it seems so personal to so many people, particularly in your state? It, it, absolutely. We know that Kelly Leffler, unfortunately, rather than responding to the disproportionate effect of COVID-19, instead of responding to the legitimate outcries based on the murders of Rayshard Brooks and Ahmaud Arbery, that she has instead decided to harass Black Lives Matter activists. But what's more important is that the WNBA is living out their history and their legacy of activism. They are speaking their truth because they know it actually matters. 2016 was one of those elections where we knew the consequences would be grave, but no one expected it to be this dystopian nightmare that we've been embedded in. And we know that now is the time to use our power to win. And I'm so proud of those WNBA players. I'm proud of being part of the legacy of John Lewis that across the state of Georgia, we are doing our part to not only deliver our votes for Joe Biden in November, but to win the state and to win the future by saying that you will not steal our power and steal our voices in this election. Um, Stacey Abrams, uh, it's always great to talk to you. And obviously this is uh, right in your wheelhouse right now. And I think just you running through ways that people can can think about how to plan their vote. I know NBC News uh, is launching a, a feature just around that, vote.org, as you mentioned. It's extremely helpful to have sort of tangible ways of people channeling their angst at this moment. Thank you very much. Everyone, you heard with what Meghan Markle had to say briefly but you heard an extensive version of voter suppression given by our very own Georgia Stacey Abrams. She broke it down the best way she could. And the reality is 
we have to vote whatever way we need to. We have to get out and vote. Voter suppression is real. And we need to make sure that people understand that they, one, can't take our vote for granted, but two, that we will vote. Because I hear it all the time, excuse me, especially from friends that are not either African-American or Latino or people of color. They always say it to me, well, you know, they're not going to get out and vote. So especially if they're Republicans, they make it clear they're not worried. So like I said before, I am a very independent voter. I vote for both. But this time it's Democrat the whole ticket because I feel the Republicans are enabling a lot of the negative things that are happening in America. I'm just going to say it. If they're not doing it, they're not stopping it from happening. So we need to get out and vote. We need to get out and ask people if they need rides to the polls, if they need to get any information, as it was mentioned on the uh, interview with Joy Reid and Chris Hayes on MSNBC, which you just heard, that they said you can go to vote.org org and find out information and that should be applicable to all states so check it out and see if you can get any additional information and as i always tell you guys do your own research don't base your voting on what someone told you if you don't know anything about a candidate go on and do some research because one thing is for sure with social media if nothing else everything seems to come out so there's not too many things that are private So I'm going to close this out. This is going to be a very short podcast. I just wanted to do a Wonderful Women Wednesday, and I will definitely be doing more of those because I think that we need to make sure that women are uplifted and that we support each other. And men, don't worry. I do have Men Monday, so I won't forget about you guys either. But As you know, this is called ladies, first word, ladies, ladies promoting transparent advocacy. We're trying to make a difference in America, and I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Please stay tuned to all the future podcasts. You can hear us on a whole bunch of apps right now, so I'm very excited about that. I want you guys to hit us up. If you have any topics you want us to do research on, talk about, or if you want to just come on the show and talk about it yourself, you can give us a call on our call-in line, which is 404-855-7723. You can send us an email at podcasthostshapepate19 at gmail.com. And we ask that you follow us, not just on Podbean Podcast, but on all the major podcast apps. We are there, and we would love for you to follow us on Twitter at Advocacy Ladies, and that's a capital A in Advocacy and a capital L in Ladies. So, you know, I like to end my podcast with the favorite question. Why do you have to say, thank you for listening?